it's appropriate that we would take up this simple study of Halloween with the song that we just sang, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Because when we think about the word hallowed, it applies to the Lord our God and not to an evening at the end of October. What does the world do on October 31st? They dress up like witches, devils, and ghosts. They trick or treat for candy from house to house. They have parties at school or at work or after work. They organize haunted houses to scare the guests that they invite. What do some Christians do? The author's experience, and that's me, is not all that unusual. They dress up like Spock or Abe Lincoln or a witch, depending on how conservative your parents might be. They trick-or-treat for candy, just like the world, from house to house, dressed up as above. They have parties at church for children and youth. And in the name of Jesus, they decorate a haunted house in order to present the gospel to uh, the world by becoming like the world. What does Halloween mean? Spelled properly, it looks like this. And that is how it appears in a real dictionary. It's a hyphenated word, Halloween, with an apostrophe there indicating that a letter is missing. It is the shortened version of All Hallow Evening. All Hallow Evening. It is the eve of All Hallows or All Saints Day. It's the night before. When we say it's the eve of a day, like New Year's Eve is the night before New Year's Day. It is the night before All Saints Day of November 1st. Where did it come from? The Pope made November 1st All Saints Day way back a long time ago in around 735. Pope Gregory III did that. It is a holy day of obligation to Catholics, meaning they must go to church and they must receive Mass on this day if they're going to be good Catholics. The Celtic New Year was November 1st, conveniently. The night before was the night of all the witches in the Celtic calendar. The Celts were the people that inhabited most of Europe, and through migration they ended up mainly in Ireland and Britain later in the last 2,000 years. The Roman Catholic Church whitewashed this devilish night as all-hallowed evening. It was the night before their New Year on November 1st. October 31st was their selection for the end of their year, and it was the night of all witches, but the Roman Catholic Church said it's all-hallowed because they wanted to keep the peasants in Britain happy by allowing them their ancient customs, no matter how devilish or pagan, while they baptized their babies and called them Christians. Where did it come from? I'm going to read this to you, and you're going to follow along with me out of the Oxford English Dictionary. And that's how the word appears. Halloween. The eve of All Hallows, or All Saints Day, celebrated the last night of October. In the old Celtic calendar, the year began on November 1st, so that the last evening of October was the night of all the witches, which the church transformed into the eve of all saints. Now I like it when pagans themselves admit what other pagans have done. 
There's no love lost between us and the editors of the Oxford English Dictionary. What about Rome? When we read something comes from Rome, what should we believe about it? We go to the Bible. In Revelation chapter 17, and I read to you that there's a woman there, a garishly dressed woman riding the Roman beast into power, representing a corrupt church. And the woman, here we go in the text, the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Is there a church that honors a golden chalice more than any other church? Oh, yes. And in that golden cup in her hand, there are abominations and there are fornications. The abominations are her corrupt doctrines and practices, and the fornication is her bringing in the world in the worship of so-called Jehovah and the Lord Jesus Christ. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the great enemy of the people of God, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. We often mention the fact that she is the mother of harlots, meaning daughter churches that are similar to her, but she is also the mother of abominations of the earth. And we just read about one of those abominations, the whitewashing of the Night of the Witches in the Celtic calendar, which Americans now celebrate in 2011. What else about Rome? If we go to the next chapter, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. That's speaking of that church, that woman. My people, that ye be not partakers of her sins. We've just mentioned one of them. And that ye receive not of her plagues, because God will judge such a corrupt church. Where did it come from? The Druids invented the first Halloween celebrations. They were an order of Celtic sorcerers. A sorcerer is someone who worships the devil. They try to contact spirits that can't be seen, and they're not contacting the Holy Spirit, nor are they contacting the elect angels. They're dealing with the devil. They're practicing magic. They're trying to foretell the future by devilish means. And the Druids were Celtic sorcerers, and they invented the first Halloween celebration. But the Bible condemns all sorcery and sorcerers. We don't want anything to do with that day because the Bible condemns all sorcery because it involves the worship and interaction with the devil himself. Revelation 21.8 about Druid sorcerers and any kind of sorcerer reads, and here we go, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Where do Druids end up? And where do those who follow Druids end up? In the lake of fire, which is the second death. Revelation 22. Blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Outside the city of Jerusalem are the people in verse 18. Inside the city of Jerusalem, this is the heavenly Jerusalem, this is heaven above, those listed in verse 14 that do the commandments of God. 
Where did it come from? November 1st was the first day of the Celtic calendar. First day of the year for them. It was a feast day to Samhain, Lord of the dead. But our God is the God of the living. We heard earlier tonight Thanksgiving for the great victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And one aspect of that great victory is His victory over death. They may call Samhain Lord. We call Him the figment of their imagination and an idol. They may call Him the Lord of the dead, but our God is the God of the living. And the Lord Jesus Christ is life itself and the giver of life. Where did it come from? Let's read through a book written about Halloween through 20 centuries. Follow with me. The American celebration rests upon Scottish and Irish folk customs, which can be traced in direct line from pre-Christian times. Although Halloween has become a night of rollicking fun, superstitious spells, and eerie games, which people take only half seriously, its beginnings were quite otherwise. The earliest Halloween celebrations were held by the Druids in honor of Samhain, Lord of the Dead, whose festival fell on November 1st. Well, they're all consistent in telling us the truth about the origin of Halloween. Where did it come from? Let's look at an encyclopedia. And it doesn't matter which encyclopedia you pick. The Lord's left us plenty of witness because they're not ashamed of it. They don't care where it came from. It's a lot of fun. And those people back there were our relatives and we're not going to disown them. Their worship was acceptable to them and it's acceptable to us. We'll agree to disagree. Whatever they might say. Let's look at what the World Book has to say. The Encyclopedia. The Druids. Here we go. The same people. The sorcerers of the Celts. An order of priests in ancient Gaul and Britain believe that on Halloween, that is the night before the first day of the year, ghosts, spirits, fairies, and witches, and elves came out to harm people. They thought the cat was sacred and believed that cats had once been human beings, but were changed as a punishment for evil deeds. From these druidic beliefs come the present-day use of witches, ghosts, and cats in Halloween festivities. The people that celebrate it don't try to hide the fact that the customs and traditions and practices of Halloween come from sorcery and devil worship of the Druids among the Celts. Hallowed evening. Hallowed is a Bible word. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we just sang about that in the song, Holy, 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 because the angels and the four beasts and the seraphim and cherubim are pronouncing His holiness before His throne at this very moment. It means to make holy. When we look at the word hallowed, it means to make holy or to sanctify, because that's what the word sanctify means. Don't be troubled by the word sanctify. It means to make something holy. And thanks be to God, He has sanctified us through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Hebrews chapter 10. A hallowed evening is a holy, sanctified evening. Now remember, Halloween means the hallowed evening. But a hallowed evening is a holy evening. It's a sanctified evening. Our hallowed evenings, and we can think of two of them rather easily, are our Lord's birth and His trial. 
Was there a night in which the skies over Judea were burst open and the angels announced the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ? Was that a hallowed evening? Amen. Was there a night in Gethsemane where the Lord Jesus Christ sweat, as it were, great drops of blood in preparing to offer His soul for our sins? That was a holy evening. They corrupt that word. The Roman Catholics applied that word to the worship of the devil. Sam Hain, Lord of the dead. Is this hallowed to you? Now remember, when something is hallowed, it's holy or sanctified. Is that hallowed to you? Is that a holy or sanctified graphic of a witch? It may be a caricature of a witch. Our children don't even know what a witch would look like. But a witch can be in class with them if they're not carefully schooled. A witch can live down the street from them and they would never know it by their appearance. This is a caricature to make you think that witches look like that. There are many witches in these United States of America in these days. There are many pagans and many Wiccans. Is this hallowed to you? Is this a holy and sanctified object? How about this one? Is this hallowed? Is this holy and sanctified? Is the Grim Reaper hallowed to you? Is that hallowed to you? Does that look holy? Or does that look better? Is that holy or hallowed? Now this is what you do on Halloween. If you're a teenager and you're bored and you don't want to trick or treat for candy, you go and TP the neighbor's house. You throw toilet paper all over it. Moisture comes down during the evening. When the homeowner gets up in the morning, he's got to pick up little scraps of tissue that are all over his trees and yard. Been there, done that. I mean picking up. I'll just leave it at that. I have picked up before. Is, is that hallowed to you, doing something like that to your neighbor's house and property? Trick or treat, huh? Poison drowning, claw or knife. So many ways to take a life. Trick or treat. If you don't treat me, I'll trick you. Is that hallowed? Here we are with this word. Is that holy? There's the mock sacrifice of the dead, eating a man's heart out. Is that holy? That belongs with Druid sorcery and the origins of Halloween, what they call the hallowed evening. Is that holy? As a vampire, notice the tooth, hallowed or holy? They're all abominations. What about witches? What does the Bible have to say? Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Do you like a short text like that? Our King James Bible can get right to the point, can it? What should we do to witches? Well, that's what you should do to witches. What about witches? A man also, or woman, that hath a familiar spirit. Now these are aspects of being a sorceress, or a sorcerer. Or that is a wizard. That's a male witch. Shall surely be put to death. This is the word of God about what Halloween honors. The night of the witches. And they dress like witches. And the artwork and graphics for Halloween involve witches and cats. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. The blood shall not be upon the nation that puts them to death. In this case, it was the nation of Israel where the state and the church were the same. That's Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 27. 
Here's Deuteronomy 18. Follow along with me. When thou art come, here we go. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that is a witch, that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter. All of these are operating with spirits other than the Spirit of God, the spirits of the devil, the devil and his followers. This is Deuteronomy chapter 18. When thou art come into the land... We're not to learn after the abominations of those nations. And we're not to have found among us anything to do with evil spirits. Or a charmer, here are more of them. Or a consulter with familiar spirits. Or a wizard. Or a necromancer, someone that speaks to the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Christians should have nothing to do with Halloween, and we don't, and we won't. And I'm going to lead us to a conclusion, but I want us to be, I want us to understand why we don't celebrate Halloween, and that it is an important distinction of our church. And I thank God through Jesus Christ my Lord for saving me from complete ignorance of this subject in my younger days. When I saw churches with their windows covered with black construction paper turned into haunted houses, when I participated in youth rallies with thousands of young people in the Ann Arbor, Michigan area that went to haunted houses, when I trick-or-treated with my brother aggressively in the neighborhood in which we lived, we, we, there wasn't any fear or there weren't any qualms or questions about Halloween. And I'm so thankful to the Lord for showing me more than questions, for giving me answers from His Word. What about the jack-o'-lantern? That's the carved-out pumpkin, for those of you that don't know its proper title. A jack-o'-lantern. Let's look at the World Book Encyclopedia again. Jack-o'-lanterns were named for a man called Jack, who could not enter heaven or hell. As a result, he was doomed to wander in darkness with his lantern until Judgment Day. And so you carved out a pumpkin and put a candle inside in our former days, before the grace of God enlightened our minds, and it was called a jack-o'-lantern. A custom made long before the pumpkin growers of America got involved. Right. What about the jack-o'-lantern? Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 12. When the Lord thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them and dwellest in their land, Take heed to thyself that thou be not snared by following them. After that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods, saying, How did these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God. For every abomination to the Lord which he hateth have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire, to their gods. What things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. This is our faith from the Word of God. We're not going to do anything that the pagans have done to their gods 
to our God or for any other reason or any other connection. What about trick or treat? Christians never threaten to trick anyone. Christians love their neighbors regardless. The custom is stupid and it's from pagan religion. This wasn't invented by the candy manufacturers of America. Tricker, tricking or treating came long before America. If you need candy, let me buy you a big bag. And I will, if you need candy. If trick or treat, sorry about that typo there. If trick or treat, if you're going to trick or treat, why not Devil's Night as well, which is the night before Halloween? October 30th, especially in Detroit, Michigan, from where I'm from. Yes, they're, they're the, uh, they're the, they're the main culprits in Devil's Night, the night before. It all goes together, Devil's Night, Hallowed Evening, the Night of the Witches, Sam Hain, Lord of the Dead, cats, witches, goblins, ghosts. We don't threaten to trick anyone. But Halloween is popular. Jesus said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. When something is highly esteemed among men, we should question it seriously because this text tells us and the Lord warns us even among His people Israel and their religious leaders, He said it's an abomination in the sight of God. When a lot of people are excited about something, you can know something about it just from that fact. It's wrong especially when it has any religious connections or overtones at all. Halloween cannot be your friend. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, and this is spiritual adultery. This is taking the world and uniting it with Christ, which is unacceptable. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. If you flirt with the world, then you are committing adultery against God, and you're becoming His enemy. You're committing enmity against Him. You're flirting with what He hates. You're flirting with what His Son had to die against. You're flirting with who killed His Son. When you flirt with the world, we cannot be a friend of Halloween at all. And we're not going to be friended at all. We aren't going to have a fall day. We aren't going to have a harvest day on October 31st. We're not going to have a Reformation day on October 31st. You haven't done anything except... Do your whitewashing a little bit better than Rome. That's all you've done by pulling the all-hallowed evening and calling it a fall festival. Same customs, same practices, same colors, same date. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God because you're flirting with His enemy. This text is so powerful, I repeat it so often to you, but I want you to understand it. It is not talking about a sexual problem among the twelve tribes scattered abroad. When it says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, it is speaking of spiritual adultery by befriending the world, which is the enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ and of God Himself. And by doing so, you become His enemy. We must be separate This wonderful passage is from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. That be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
We do not want any unnecessary connection with unbelievers. And those who celebrate Halloween are unbelievers. They're pagans. They're Americans. They're carnal Christians at best. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? How can we be in union or unity or friendship or fellowship with unrighteousness when we're claiming and seeking to be righteous? What communion, what communion or common union hath light with darkness? Remember, it's all hallowed evening. It's a celebration of the night. It's the night of witches. But we are of the light. And the Lord Jesus Christ has put us in that light. And He's given us light. And you read about being of the light in 1 Thessalonians 5, this last Saturday evening in your preparation. What concord? This is agreement. Another word for agreement. Hath Christ with Belial. There is no connection between Belial or Baal or Samhain with the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no concord or agreement. They don't get along at all in any way. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? You know, Halloween is from infidelity. It's from worshiping the devil instead of worshiping the Lord Jehovah, our Creator. Verse 16 of that Second Corinthians chapter 6. What agreement? All these different words tell us to be separate and to stay away from them because we don't have anything in common with them, hath the temple of God with idols. The church is the temple. This group of people assembled here is the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ and of God through the Holy Spirit. And your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you should have nothing to do with connecting yourself or being in agreement with Halloween observers. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them, walk in them, I will be their God, they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Look at this promise right here. Now this was a promise, but there were promises right back up here that I underlined as well. But look at these precious promises. I will receive you if you'll come out from among them, if you won't commit spiritual adultery with them, if you will not befriend my enemy, I will receive you. And don't touch the unclean thing. It's just like a man saying to his wife, I don't want you calling him or talking to him or ever mentioning his name again. And a man would be entirely in his rights to say that to his wife. And the Lord has said that to us. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be a father, here's another promise, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Isn't that wonderful? I just underlined seven promises. So that we then have this wonderful first verse of 2 Corinthians 7. Having therefore these promises... Dearly beloved, what promises? The seven just given to us in the preceding verses. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We believe in hallowed things. We believe in the hallowed things of God's Word. That's why we call it the Holy Scriptures or the Holy Bible. We believe in the Spirit of God because His name is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. We believe in a thrice holy God. We believe in holiness. 
But we perfect it by cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. And we do that in tonight's study by divorcing ourselves and separating ourselves in every way possible from Halloween. Stop celebrating pagan holy days. Remember why it is called a hallowed evening. Though it is a night of witches, and it is the night before the day celebrating Samhain, Lord of the Dead, it was hallowed by the Roman Catholic Church. So we should under, we should understand that they have taken an unholy and profane thing and given it a holy name. God condemns any religious customs of the world. He allows national holidays like Thanksgiving Day. But he condemns religious customs. Now is the best time to make a commitment to God. We as a church already have. I am telling you right now how to approach your family or how to help others who are intimidated or threatened by stopping the celebration of Rome's holy days. And there's four or five of them and they're significant And the others are more significant than Halloween. But that is why right now is the best time in the whole calendar of the year in order to help someone make a separation. Family and friends might see the evil of Halloween. If you were to present to them some historical evidence of where Halloween came from, and if you were to get them to look objectively at some of the customs and some of the costumes and traditions and activities of that day, they might well be able to see the evil of it. They will appreciate your zeal for Thanksgiving. If you can show them the evil of Halloween, and then you can meet with your family and enjoy a great meal, you could even bring gifts at Halloween, and you could show your appreciation and love for your family on this national day of Thanksgiving to God for His great mercies toward our country, they can see that you are very balanced. It is time to speak here in October. Here in October, it is time to speak against Christmas before the Christmas spirit becomes raging. And it's very difficult for many to even hear you object against the celebration of Christmas. And then you can add Lent and Easter and Valentine's Day to Halloween and Christmas. Two weeks ago, we studied Psalm 119 and verse 128. Does anyone remember it? Or did I not quote it enough times two weeks ago? I was embarrassed I quoted it so many times. I'll help you out with the first word. Therefore. Amen. Did you hear that? Someone else say it. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false word. Amen. What a text. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Two weeks ago, we studied that. We learned to esteem all God's precepts to be right, even on this subject tonight. Right. We learned to hate every false way, no matter what, no matter how popular, no matter how much defended, no matter how widespread, no matter how much persecution we might take for opposing it or hating it. The Bible condemns Halloween, and it is totally right in doing so. And we esteem it to be right. And we lift up God's Word and all that it has to say about the origins and the names and the church that whitewashed it. We believe all that and esteem all of that to be right. We should hate Halloween 
for it is indeed a false way. This is how we transform ourselves by the renewing of our mind, and this is how we are not conformed to the world, as Romans 12, 1-2 tells us. For those of you with family that you might be thinking about approaching to help them see the light about Rome's holidays or holy days, right now is the very best time because you might be able to get them to see the evil of Halloween and then you can show them in the month of November that you are not opposed to family gatherings and feasts. This is just practical wisdom for you to help others. We as a church are settled on this matter. I know that. But I want you adults to remember I have a bunch of little sets of ears in here that I want them established. I don't teach it this very often. I want them established in this doctrine that they will hate Halloween. I hope that as they drive through subdivisions and see jack-o'-lanterns, they'll remember that there was a man named Jack. He couldn't go into heaven or hell, but he had to wander around to Judgment Day carrying his lantern. And the little children can look and say, I know the people in that house do not even know what the jack-o'-lantern is on their porch for, but I know it. Lord, thank you for saving me from such ignorance. And then on that particular night that's coming up in a few days, those children can know that the trick-or-treating outside is not something that Christians do because we don't threaten to trick anyone, even as a joke. And if you're wondering about that, the man that deceives his neighbor and says, Am not I in sport? is like a maul and a sword and a hammer. A crazy man. We don't do that. I want the little ears in here to understand and to know that I think about them and that I once did what they might think about from time to time and I'm so glad God saved me from it. May the Lord bless His Word to us.